0: Hi, this is Theo, and you're listening to Between Two Trains, a bi-monthly business podcast where we interview the best and brightest
1: entrepreneurs in the North Decatur. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas of Oxygen Financial and Jason Wheelock of Wheelock
2: Realty. And now, Between Two Trains. Alright, good morning and welcome to Between Two Trains, a business podcast. We are in the beautiful studios of the Shambly Chamber of Commerce in downtown Shambly. Once again, uh, for a second week, a second episode in a row, i got Jason Wheelock as a co-host. Jason, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Van. Glad to be back two episodes in a row.
2: Yes, uh, Tom's going to be a little jealous of you. We'll bring him on at a future episode. But as always, we are going to do a segment called Entrepreneur Talk. Jason, what's our topic this week?
1: We're going to talk about LinkedIn, which is a really, I think, interesting social media tool that's becoming a lot more interactive. Are you on LinkedIn? I am on LinkedIn. I am too. In
2: fact, I use it quite religiously, and um, there's some things I think that uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, even just the average W-2 employee can do to bring on more connections in their LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So do you? how do you uh, make connections in LinkedIn? What, do you do anything special?
1: Yeah, what's interesting is LinkedIn at one point to me was almost viewed, I think it's just a, a profile to like post my resume, right? If you wanted to look me up and know my professional background, it would be there. And now it's become, I think, more in line with other social media, uh, places like Facebook and Instagram in a sense, are a lot more posting interaction. So... I take advantage of not only looking up other professionals that are relevant to me. I love to look for talent on there. Yeah,
2: I think one. you're missing the boat, Jason. Here's why I say that. Yeah. I think if you think of it just as a place to look at someone's resume, you're missing the power that LinkedIn has to be able to make a connection and drive more leads to you, drive more clients potential clients to you. One of the uh, uh, tools that I use in conjunction with LinkedIn is a thing called Duck Soup. Have you heard of Duck Soup? I haven't. All right, so this is like a Google Chrome extension that you add to your browser, and uh, you can really grow your connections, you know, 500 to 5,000 more connections very rapidly through this automated system that Duck Soup happens. You can go online and look up Duck Soup and, and get more information. Another one, like Duck Soup, that sort of uh, LinkedIn has is called ProFinder. Um, it's a little bit different because it is connecting people in sort of a marketplace uh, where, you know, if you offer a service, you can offer your service on the Profinder and then someone can connect with you. Let's say you needed a, a plumber, uh, it might be on that Profinder. So those are, are two, two of the five things that I want to talk to you today about on how to make more connections in LinkedIn.
1: I'm a little bit um, interested in this duck soup because it sounds like one of those annoying bots for you messaging or connecting with thousands of people so can you give me a quick yeah idea of how that works i I
2: think that's really something we could take offline because it is a little more detailed but the just stuff it is is uh, something that overlays to be able to automate sending out those connections to be able to to attract more people to connect with you on linkedin so I'll your what you this. really need to do before you use things like Profinder and DuckSoup is learn what your social selling score is. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, out of all the people that I come across when I ask, what's your LinkedIn social selling score? Most people are like, what in the world are you talking about? And uh, if you go to linkedin.com backslash sales backslash SSI, you can and and you're logged into your LinkedIn account. You can actually see what your social score is. Wow. And Oh, you just pulled it
1: up. I actually right here. Uh, you want to announce podcast, online
2: what your social score is? I'm a little
1: bashful, but without a lot of effort, it says my industry rank is 3% industry SSI. Would that put me in the top 3% of search? so what's the
2: actual score?
1: It just says 59 out of 100. 59
2: out of 100. You got a long way to go, Jason. We need to talk offline about how we can get that up uh, to a much higher. Uh, Our our guests that are coming on later uh, have some insight onto that social uh, selling score. I, I will tell you mine is... Dramatically higher than yours. Mine are in the the mid to high 80s. You baited me on yes, this. Yes, I you? did. <laughs> um, you know there are some other things though, besides uh, these things that we've talked about, that you need to do in your LinkedIn profile to be able to attract more people. One thing I always uh, tell my clients to do and my business owners are to add publications. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, add those to your profile. Many people uh, never add anything like skills or, or publications to their profile. And, it, you know, you don't get as many people uh, looking mm-hmm. at. Um, also, Some people feel uncomfortable with this, but I think it's important to put your phone number on there. You know, if people, I can't tell you how many LinkedIn profiles I'll go to look up to find out something about someone. And I'm like, oh, I really want to call them. And their phone number is nowhere to be found on their LinkedIn profile. So
1: I actually think that that has a lot to do with who you are on LinkedIn. If you work for a big company, where recruiters are calling you all the time probably less likely to want to have your number on there as an entrepreneur though it sounds i think as an entrepreneur you have to do
2: that exactly and i've never had a recruiter call me right off of my phone number off of linkedin so i'm not quite sure you know who these recruiters are looking at but i think as an entrepreneur if you want someone to make a connection with you make a sale with you whatever your business is if you don't give them an easy way to contact you, you're going to miss out. They're going to move on to someone else, the next yeah. financial planner or the next real estate agent. So
1: One of my really close friends owns a recruiting firm, and all they do is sit on LinkedIn and contact people to essentially poach them and move them to different jobs. It's really interesting. LinkedIn is the source for many Um, recruiters and HR folks now.
2: Well, we could talk about this for a long time, but I want to get to our guests. Uh, You are listening to Between Two Trains, a business podcast. Uh, We have a a great, great set of guests coming up. Uh, Their company is uh, Remote Home Check, and we'll hear about them right after the break from our sponsors. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur? We'd love to get your story on Between Two Trains. Shoot us an email at between two trains at gmail.com. That's between the number two trains at gmail.com.
3: If you recently got divorced, you may be wondering how to pick up all of the financial pieces. Is it time to make a new budget, new goals, and get a new game plan with your investments? What about the best way to save money on your taxes? Take control of your money future. Go to oxygenfinancial.net to schedule a complimentary meeting today. Go to OxygenFinancial.net to get started right now. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services. Member of FINRA, SIPC Advisory Services offered through Kestra Advisory Services and affiliate of Kestra Investment Services. Oxygen is not affiliated with Kestra.
2: All right, welcome back to Between Two Trains. You are listening to... A business podcast where we interview the best and brightest entrepreneurs of the North DeKalb area. Today, we have a company called Remote Home Check. We have two individuals from um, Remote Home Check, uh, Greg Burke and Jeff Hill. Guys, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having us. Hey, guys. All right. Nice to meet you guys.
2: So I guess let's start by, you know, remote home check. I I think of 12 million things when I hear those words. Tell us exactly what remote home check is.
0: Right. So uh, remote home check is essentially a um, way to monitor via the Internet of Things. Um, Folks, as they go through retirement, maybe start to uh, see some things in their abilities or in their... um, Mental faculties, uh, you know, to be able to help those people uh, identify some of the challenges that they're having, and then again through the IoT data, be able to provide some proactive insights into the wellness of that person.
1: Wow, uh,
2: that's that's a mouthful right there. <laughs> so, is there? How does that work? There's a device that you. You give to the individual, and I mean, are we talking about like the the commercials we see where, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up, or well, what's that, I don't even remember what that company is. Life Alert. Life Alert, yeah. Life Alert. Are we talking about something like that? Or? So,
0: so this is a little bit different. You think about Life Alert, it's very reactive, right? Someone's already fallen and broken their hip, right? We want to be proactive and be able to say, hey, you know, you may want to take a look at um, your dad's ability to um, get in, in and out of a chair, right? Or how are they driving, right? One of the things that we see um, is uh, the ability to tap into, you know, are, is someone taking too many hard breaks? Is someone accelerating too quickly? Um, you know, you can really start to gauge some metrics on uh, driver usability as well, but um, all of this is really designed to be able to give insight into the overall wellness, right? So. Um, you think about retirement today, usually an age that starts, you know, 65, right, and goes until the average person lives till they're uh, 79 years old. So, you've got a nice span of time there that someone could potentially, you know, have their facilities, you know, their their ability to do things, um, really kind of diminish. And a lot of times, it has it, you know, a, a really long-lasting effect that happens over time. Uh, that's kind of how my story. Uh, you know, came into this, I, I thought of, uh, remote home check because my dad who lives up in Canton, uh, he slipped and fell in the shower and, uh, he hit his head on the towel bar. And, um, he, when he got up, he, you know, was kind of, uh, out of sorts mm-hmm. and, uh, went and just laid down. And my mom an hour later was like, where, you know, where is he? She, she was just making dinner. And, um, so she went into the bedroom and he was, like, passed out and ended up going to the hospital. You know, he had a concussion, this kind of whole situation uh, oh. arose out of it, I'm sure. So that was um, that was eye-opening to me, that, you know, if my mom hadn't been there, like, he could have very easily been there for, like, days or weeks. And you always hear these kind of terrible stories about that happening. So I started to think, you know, how can we just proactively see how someone's doing just to check in and see how they're doing? And and we recognize that um, Internet of Things is something that's just kind of burgeoning. But what we see is that that technology is ingrained in any device or, you know, appliance that you buy today uh, because that's kind of the way things are going. And I really think of uh, remote home check as a way to be able to um, – our our mission is to enhance the human experience through technology. That's really our focus. You know, how can we, you hear all these bad things about hackers and all this sort of stuff, and, and yeah, there is a lot of that stuff that goes on, but... Uh, To be protected against that is is hugely important. That's something that we've integrated into our service. Um, Battery backup to ensure that the system is always online. We are really putting together packages, bundles of products that um, really are designed to serve um, our customer. So, um, for example, if you go to our website at www.remotehomecheck.com, uh, one of the things you'll see is that we've actually approached this from a pretty different uh, position than than this has been approached before. We're asking, you know, what is the condition that you're dealing with? Is it you know, is there Parkinson's cancer? Is it Alzheimer's? You know, there are a variety of different things that people experience as they go through being older. Uh, And then we also ask, you know, what are your concerns about that person? What led you to believe that maybe they might need a little bit of uh, extra assistance? And so we want to be able to address those things. Based on the answers that we get there, we're actually able to uh, take the customer through a complete buying experience where uh, they are able to – appropriately size their location and then um we can determine what kind of details uh you want to be provided and that's a process that goes uh with both our um our team as well as the person who is doing the monitoring and the person who's being monitored as well we can actually engage everyone if they want in that conversation but you know this is an opportunity i think to merge where you have an interest in healthcare, and you have an interest in the baby boomer population that's growing so rapidly, Um, we want to be able to help to solve a problem that's common in both of those places.
1: Wow. uh, I don't know if we have any more questions. (laughs) 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 That was – so how
2: does someone go about – so I have – Uh, an 81-year-old mother. Mm -hmm. My father is passed, she's by herself. You know, what do I do next, you know?
0: Sure, what you would do is we would welcome you to go to www.remotehomecheck.com and uh, check out um, our white paper. We actually have a really good uh, source of information feel free. We have a, a communicator on our webpage. If you have any questions, we would uh, love to be able to, uh, you know, chat with you about it, address any concerns um, or questions that people have.
1: So I was actually on your website as we were talking, and I noticed some of the various conditions that um, you have us st- you would check off if it was related to you or your loved one's condition, even depression was listed on there. Mm -hmm. So this device could actually give intuition or insight into somebody's mental state as well
0: yeah so the idea behind remote home check is to be able to provide not just these devices that are able to sense how someone's doing but also provide services that tie in as well that's one of the unique things that we're
2: able to uh, give an example of a service
0: um sure so um, we're partnering with a company that is providing uh, providing uil certified monitoring behind our solution right so we're going to be able to address the health Uh, questions, be able to provide health insights, be able to address uh, uh, security concerns. Uh, We've talked a little bit about how we're going to be addressing online threats and hackers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Battery backup. You know, the the overall solution is so much more than what you get from, you know, kind of a big telco type solution that is really not designed for this purpose. It it was, you know, the, the next stage, I think, is purpose built. IOT devices and with security practices and designs around um, being a tool for people who are in this situation.
2: Now you know the you mentioned the demographic being senior citizens, baby boomers. You know Mm -hmm. we've got a large population that's aging. Um, Is there an environment uh, one over the other? So for example. But well, my 81-year-old mother still lives in the same home mm-hmm. that I grew up in. Uh, you know, is it single-family residence that you're looking for? Is it, uh, you know, we have... Um, all these 55 and up apartment complexes that are being built. Mm-hmm. Does it matter where the environment is or it's across all, all it, areas it's
0: across all and it's built on an open platform, right? So new functionality can even be built in. Um, you know, a lot of that comes from uh, the people that we're getting feedback uh, from as we go through our testing processes uh, on this before we launch. Uh, and that's really kind of where we are. We've got a, a kind of a cool promotion. We'd like to talk about later in the show uh, for listeners, but um you know we really see that it really is a long 13 14 years is is kind of the average amount of time that passes before someone needs additional care right? Mm-hmm. And we've got a situation that has really been created. Um, you know, 90% of seniors want to stay in their own home as they age, which is a, that's according to the AARP. Um, it's often referred to as like aging in place. Are you guys familiar with sure, that term? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, and the average annual cost of in-home elder care is like $20,000, Yeah. right? That's a, that's a huge expense for a lot of people out there. So we want to be able to help to reduce that that cost of care yeah. for folks um, even if we're able to you know put a system in and it gives you insights for eight months and maybe that eight months just happened to be before you know someone was about to take a slip and fall or something like that it, it the system is totally worth what it's able to do and it reduces the overall cost of of care potentially as well and gives and more importantly give seniors what they want they want to stay in their own home as they age I think that's a real um, it's a question of dignity you know and I, I think that this kind of draws like a common ground where we we can both be proactive uh, to ensure that our loved ones and and people that we care about are around as long as they can be, uh, but also be able to give them the comforts that they want and understand you know that there are these conditions that people are affected by and there are going to be some challenges that occur you know going through that process and that's one of the things we should to be able to help people with.
1: In in interesting what you just said, I'm not sure if you have the data you need to produce this Mm -hmm. but have you or are you planning to calculate and market to folks how much an average savings one can um, realize as a result of this because it sounds like potentially tens of thousands of dollars in independence even for a few months because I mean, I know my grandmother's in assisted living, and I think her facility is probably thirty to $40,000 Easily. a year
0: yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not saying by any stretch of the imagination that there's never a point in time where, right. you know, assisted, true assisted living is going to be – needed but I'm talking about when they're living in their own home or maybe they're in a senior care facility right and you just want to check in and be able to say how you know how are you doing right I think that there are some really interesting ways that we can use data where we actually have several partners um, where we are um, going through a data mining process uh, right now to be able to extrapolate some of the things that we're looking to be able to do. And uh, we've got a great team in place. Greg uh, Burke is our, our COO. Um, Greg really helps us. Um, the customer experience, right? Like how our customers are, you know, looking to be treated is Greg's responsibility. And we see this as, you know, technology can be confusing for a lot of people. Um, we want to make it easy so we're actually going to go out and be able to install the systems in folks homes as well uh, and um, you know be able to provide them the support they need so you know you know the system is going to be set up correctly uh, and you know that um, you know you're part of a larger uh, group that that's kind of the neat thing about it right is as you start to use this system the entire system uh, actually gets more intelligent right um, because the more data that we can feed it, the more intelligent these systems can get. Uh, the power of computing is amazing these days, and uh, that's really our, our quest, is to be able to leverage that technology uh, for the betterment of, of the human experience.
2: So, uh, I know you don't have an actual brick-and-mortar store. You're really an IT service. You're online. Uh, in the first segment before the break, we were talking about LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of uh, social media sites or online stuff do you do to, to try to go after potential seniors? You know, I, I understand that uh, there are now almost more seniors on Facebook than... Wow, Gen Xers. You know, uh, I'm a Gen Xer, and and uh, they're, you know, my mother's like, oh, I was on Facebook. I'm like, oh no.
0: You more of an Instagram guy?
2: Uh, no, I'm not an Instagram guy.
0: I'm, I'm more business. of a because that's really <laughs> still fi- Facebook. Okay. <laughs> so.
1: Well, there's more of them than there are you. Yeah. That's true. So I, with the largest segment of the population, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So not really well, surprised.
2: About to be overturned by millennials. Millennials ah. are starting to overtake in population size. Over baby boomers, are millennials,
1: but, just the everybody born after yeah, 1980 till the end of time. Yeah, like, yeah,
2: it's something like that. Uh, Mid 80s <laughs> on. Yeah, I think right. it actually, it might actually be 91, 92 on is considered a millennial.
1: Interesting. So, another topic, another yes. podcast.
2: So, but back to the question. Yes. You know, what What social media are y'all doing to try to promote your your business? And it sounds like maybe you know we've got some some. Uh, you know, launches here, promotion mm-hmm. launches, product launches that, uh, only here on between two trains yeah. uh, people are going to hear for the first time
1: this is the first product release ever announced on between two, between trains. two trains I just want to make gets, that official, that's gets exciting, the official. You know? this is a start we're starting yes. a trend here yeah. well, we're
2: you know
0: Greg and I are both from Shambly and so we wanted to uh, let entrepreneurs out there know that you know there are tons of us here in in Shambly, and there's a really great community as well kind of surrounding it but that's that's off topic a little bit Greg do you have any uh, thoughts on <laughs> social media or how to up your LinkedIn whatnots?
3: Yeah, I'm definitely not as uh, high of an SSI score as you are by any means. But uh, yeah, we do have a great Facebook page. We encourage people to go check us out on Facebook. We have uh, some good articles on there about aging in place and how we're able to help the target audience that we're going after. And we're also bringing on new social media platforms every day. We're going to have LinkedIn and Instagram. We're going to have probably the whole suite of things.
0: Yeah, we're actually using uh, a social media aggregator uh, that allows us to send out to multiple. You know, you just load in your account information and boom, it connects. And we're able to connect with people that way as well. Nice, nice. (laughs) All right,
2: well, you know, since uh, Greg did mention it, we got to know, what's your your social selling score on LinkedIn? Uh, Can you beat Jason's 59? Let's just...
0: (laughs)
3: Who's yes. gonna beat that? Come yes. on. Yes,
0: but okay. L- let me let me just say the way that anyone does LinkedIn, you know, everyone can raise their SSI, and it's very easy. Especially when you think about the way that they score SSIs, it's like, are you connecting with the right people, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in an industry, is this person relevant to you? You know, that's something to think about. Um, are you creating content that people care about? And I think, to me, this is the biggest takeaway that I have on LinkedIn, which is. You know, there are a million people out there doing your job, right? How do you differentiate yourself? And if you can become, you know, if you have a customer who's on LinkedIn and their experience is, oh, I keep seeing so and so pop up with content that is relevant to me, right? I have, you know, then he's more likely to, you know, do business with that person. And you got to kind of look at at LinkedIn as a platform uh, that can help you, f- especially as an entrepreneur, help you find so many different kinds of people that
1: you can work with. So one of the things I struggle with as a business owner, honestly, is that the social media part of it could be a full-time job. Do you facilitate and focus on most of your own social media? Do you, are you the man behind the social media account or do you have folks to help you with that and help create the content? Yeah, or? I
0: am, I am, um, I am, kind of the person behind that. I enjoy kind of creating content and stuff like that. Um, we, we do have a team of folks who, you know, remote home check is designed to be something that helps people. And part of that help is in education. And, um, you know, we want people to, Seek us out for information on maybe you're going through something that's mm-hmm. difficult, you know, as it pertains. You know, is there a way that we can leverage technology to help? You know, those are the type of conversations we want to help people out with because our team has really done a good job of going and making sure that each one of these things is something that provides important information. So the, uh, that kind of leads up to the promotion here. Um, we are very interested in being able to create what is called metadata, which for your listeners that don't know, metadata is the data about the data, right? So it's not, you know, Vans information. It, it is a male, you know, that kind of thing. And you are this age and, you know, there's statistics about people. So, you know, as we start to look at Uh, people, uh, there are ways that we can really be able to create um, some information that could be insightful for organizations that are trying to find cures and research and stuff like that. So we want all of that to be something that we can kind of be relied on uh, from an informational standpoint. So metadata is insight into the data, so this is kind of a hot topic right now, but yeah, it's, you know, uh, we've seen Facebook, uh, you know, that's such an interesting thing that's going on there because it's a situation where uh are literally, there's no regulation right. around that, right? And um, I get why a lot of people are con- concerned about that. You know, we respect the dignity of people in their own homes and that data is completely their data, right? We're just looking for information about Uh, people with Alzheimer's or, you know, whatever this condition is so that we have better insight into it. And so that we can continue to make the system smarter as we go through the process. Mm -hmm. Everyone is a key piece to helping here. And I'm sure that anyone who is unfortunate enough to have one of these conditions would want to be able to give back, especially if it is, you know, anonymous, you know, you're giving that data to research so that you can further, you know, assist those folks.
2: Well, you've been listening to Between Two Trains, and we've got uh, Greg Burke and Jeff Hill from Remote Home Check here with us. Uh, Guys, we're gonna move into our last segment here of the show, uh, a game we call Hot or Not. Mm -hmm. But
0: Van, before we jump into Hot or Not, uh, I did wanna get to the promotion. Can I I do that real quick? Absolutely,
2: yeah, please. So um,
0: Remote Home Check, we are starting uh, from a position where we wanna learn everything about our system, uh, how users are using it, what their initial Thoughts are on it, and we know that there are so many people out there listening today who may not directly be affected by um, a senior who's kind of going through some of these conditions, but they may know someone who is right. Um, and what we're doing today is we are actually um, going to be able to offer. 10 folks here in Shambly a free system if they agree to, you know, help us uh, to understand the best ways to use the system and how it's most effective for them.
1: I think uh, we. Awesome. I think we have a candidate for yeah. that already uh, between yeah. you and me, Van. Yeah.
2: So we have we have yeah. some listeners that are not just in the Shambly market, Brookhaven, sure. Dunwoody. Does it just need to be a Shambly resident, or can it, it does be not no, North DeCab area? Yeah,
0: just go to uh, www.remotehomecheck.com and uh, fill out the application form. Uh, there's an other field. Uh, just put um, uh, eval or test in that field, uh, and you can submit it uh, on our website.
2: Excellent. Would you
1: submit by the name of the person or your name if you were going to add somebody to that? You are the
0: person. This is this person is the person who is interested in having some insights into the wellness of uh, someone that they're uh, tasked with caring for.
2: Okay. So, uh, for example, I would put my mother in if if I wanted my mother's. In, I wanted to know her insights.
0: Actually, what we would do is we would put you in as Uh the contact, right? Okay. And um, you would tell us the concerns that we don't know your mother's information that comes later in the registration process. You just give us that initial information and it helps us to kind of start the conversation around uh, what size does this need to be? How can we best serve them? And we've actually, we're building uh, models around this. And that's kind of what this data helps us to do is um, understand um, our customers and uh, be able to provide a solution that's very helpful to them.
1: That's very cool. That
2: that is that is incredible. So let's uh, get to because we're going to run out of time here if sure. we don't do it. And I want to get some hot or nots in. Um, hey, it's not on my list, but I'm going to say metadata since mm-hmm. you brought it up. Hot <laughs> or not?
0: I think it's incredibly hot. Um, you hear about big data and the ways that it is being used, mm-hmm. and you know, I I've thought a, quite a bit about this, and we see the data out there, and we have to realize that as humans, right, not computers, um, we are really the true innovation, right? And what I'm saying is that the uniqueness is our ability to, you know, feel or sympathize or care for other people, right? And that's a direction we should be headed as, you know, as a society. Um, but remote home check t- truly exists to enhance the human experience. and. We hear about all this stuff that's uh, happening all the time uh, with hackers and viruses and stuff. Um, but what about being able to have knowledge faster? You know, um, what if you could aggregate data to make solutions even more helpful? You mm-hmm. know, asking questions, kind of like, um, you know, how can we leverage technology to do things we do faster? Right. So I think that if we can uh, ascertain knowledge faster. I think that that is the direction that we should be going because it's going to allow us and folks like me and Greg to try to help more folks.
2: I think we got time for yeah. one more hot or not. You got one you yeah. want to give them, Jason?
1: You know, why don't we go a little uh, lighter on this and say, um, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, senior citizens on smartphones? Yeah, you know, I, I think you, you. You. I accidentally. I actually want to make a note. I accidentally used that one last week on the podcast. Yeah. Our, so, uh, so
2: the hot or not is senior yeah. citizens with smartphones. Is that mm. hot or not so hot? Gre- Greg is uh, smiling there. I want to hear Greg's answer. To sure. This one. Uh
3: My personal opinion on it is I think it's hot. Uh, whether they're able to use – you know, my parents are senior citizens, and they both have smartphones. They send me picture messages. They text. They get on apps. Um, so I would say it's hot. They use it. Uh, do they use it maybe the same level that – Younger folks do probably not, but uh, they've definitely embraced the smartphone and given up their flip phones and their rotary dials. So I would say it's hot.
2: I don't knock the rotary dial. My mother still has a rotary dial in her home.
3: Very cool. I, yes.
0: I would recommend. Yeah, when an you press the, when
2: you press the buttons, it goes.
0: I was gonna say I would recommend an app here. It's called Team Viewer, and what it allows you to do is you can actually pull up like your mom or dad, if they're having some technical issues, which we all know happens from time to time, we have to deal with, you can actually pull that up and help them to figure out what the problem is on uh, their, on with, their computer, on their computer or yeah. on your cell phone. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. I'm going to throw in one more, even though we're out of time and it's age 55 plus apartments, which I'm in real estate. So I'm already going to say it's on fire because we have such a need for that. Heck, we finally got a really good one here in Chamblee called the mercy center. But what do you guys think about 55-plus apartments, hot or not?
3: Yeah, well, clearly the entire real estate sector is hot, so it's hard to say anything in real estate is not hot. But 55-plus apartments, I think it is hot. I think it's a great trend. There's a lot of older folks who don't want the maintenance of a home and the maintenance of a yard and everything that goes with it, so they want to still be very active. They want to be in the city. They want to be in your amenities. But they don't want to spend all their time – doing all the regular house maintenance things that somebody might have in a a larger home.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I agree. Very hot. Well, you've been listening to Between Two Trains. Uh, We've had Jeff Hill and Greg Burke from Remote Home Check go onto their website and check them out. Guys, any parting words for our listeners?
3: Uh, Greg, anything? No, I'm really excited to give away these 10 test homes. I think it's going to be really a great opportunity for somebody to get some valuable insights into the loved one that they're looking after. And I, I'm really looking forward to doing that and, and yeah. helping out some people locally.
0: That is exciting, and and that is one of the reasons that we wanted to come in and talk with you, Van. Well, is we we connect p- with the local folks on the benefit.
3: Of we, we are
2: so it. appreciative that you made Between Two Trains the launching point for this uh, great
1: promotion.
2: Happy to make it happen, Jason. <laughs> thanks again for being on the thanks, show. Man. You got anything Enjoy. you want to lead us out on, or
1: man, I just. I already put a submission in for someone that our team knows really well. Right, you didn't waste All right, well now there's so. nine left because <laughs> oh. yeah. Jason's already got one yeah. in. Taking Very advantage nice. of those promotions, one I by like one. Uh, so,
2: again, yeah. you who have been listening to Between Two Trains, you can hear us this episode and all past episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and our website between trains. dot
3: Hi, this is Greg Burke with Remote Home Check.
0: Hi, this is Jeff Hill with Remote Home Check, and you've been listening to Between Two Trains.